Okay. Okay. Here we go. Nice. So you're recording right now? Yes. Well, what do you mean that thing about the cat? Your joke about the cat? Well, I said, <laughs> I said it should, the bad guy should have been like a cat because it was called the perfect weapon. Oh. Right? It's terrible. Yeah. That's bad. Freedom! Ah! Freedom! And that, my dear, is the perfect weapon. This is Seriously Seagal. All right, all right, all right, all right. Wow. Yep. What did we just watch? Oh, my (laughs) God. Welcome to Seriously Seagal, the podcast where we get seriously silly, breaking down all the movies of Steven Seagal. We made a blood oath somewhere around the first episode that we were going to watch every Seagal movie. Hey, but today's super special, though, because it's Sensei's birthday. Happy birthday, Sensei Steven Seagal. Happy birthday, Steven. I mean, it won't be when this comes out. We love you. Literally, Please kill us on April 10th. We still have a cake for you every day waiting for you. No matter when you listen to this, you can come to our place, come on the podcast. We will have a birthday cake for you. Smitty's limbs are open for you to snap. Yep. So we are the Seagal Goons. This is P-Bear. You're listening to the voice of P-Bear. I'm the drummer for the Van Burens. I'm very, very excited about today's film, 2016's A Perfect Weapon. Seated across from me, wearing his classic Lowe's blue blanket. This is the brown man. I also am going by a different name today, but we'll get to that later. I'm first going to throw it out to my main man across the way. Manning the helm, as always. We got Mr. Smitty. Just just getting after it. (laughs) Smitty does get after it. This movie got after it today. Well, I mean, in a way. I thought this movie was a perfect thing for 2016 because of all the, like, the sporting events and the election and all those things that we thought were one thing and then changed into Mm. something crazy Mm. at the end. Oh, yes. Like the Cubs winning the World Series, et cetera, all that stuff. Um, Yeah. Patriots winning the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl comeback, of course. Go Pats. Um, we just lost so many listeners. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please <laughs> come back to us. All our Atlanta listeners are gone. Um, but we thought it was one thing. We thought it was the perfect weapon. We thought it was this, uh, you know, another straight-to-DVD Seagal movie yep. uh, with a y- starring a younger guy where Seagal's in it for all of five minutes, you know, yeah. um, in his uh, LED lampshade <laughs> room. Yeah. The one room that he appears in, he definitely did spend about maybe 20 <laughs> minutes on yeah. this movie. Um, but then it turns into something totally different at the end. It gets pretty bonkers and insane. Yeah, it was... The movie changed dramatically in that last, like, 20 to 30 minutes. Especially, I feel like, within the last minute of yeah. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was also yeah. a very serious, serious change. Like, if you had plot. turned this movie off early thinking like you had seen pretty much, oh, okay, I get the gist of it. You had not gotten the gist nope. of it. No. You need to watch all the way to the end. <laughs> and, and we highly recommend that anyone, you know, old people, young people, no matter your race, your creed, your religion, um, you go check the last minute of A Perfect Weapon and watch that scene because it is one of the most <laughs> special scenes in cinematic history. We'll yeah. get to talking to it. Yeah. But why don't we take it to the top of the movie? Um, well, why don't we actually try to figure out exactly what's going on and go to our favorite new segment ever since the, uh, we've got our sponsorship. We're going to the Sizzlin' Summary, brought to you by Applebee's. <laughs> you made my life complete. <laughs> it still kills I love that guy. Talking to a fajita. <laughs> you made my life complete. <laughs> oh, Applebee's, what's thank you so much. What's your sizzling take, P-Bear? What do you got? Okay, this is a film about a dystopian future, 2029, yeah, that is run by a Big Brother style, um, one world, new world order style government headed by Steven Seagal, whose face is on the side of every single building, and he's yeah. watching you via cameras. There, there are cameras everywhere. This is still one sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and a hero arrives 
um, born from born is a good word because it's a lot like the born identity. Sure, he is a government agent um, who goes rogue and as the perfect weapon, which he really is not because nope. he d- gets knocked out four he's, times. He is terrible. He's a terrible weapon. He, he's a terrible weapon. He's almost as bad as a new Iron Fist for Marvel. He brings about a, a revolution of the people. Yep. Okay. Okay. Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I suppose that's right. It's hard to really sum it up in a in only a couple sentences. A lot I, happens. Yeah. So much happens. So, much so happens. many crosses and twists that you're just like, oh, okay. It's also a story about love, Flav, which you really mm-hmm. appreciated. Betrayal. Heartbreak. Mm, uh, sex. Ooh. And sibling love. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> very true. Oh my God. Uh, all right. Well, do you guys want to take it to the top of the movie when there were so many production? Uh, uh, we production start companies that we were very concerned in space. We start we in space. Start in space. Not unlike the first, very first episode of our podcast, Under Siege Two, Under season Siege one, two. episode one. Oh, I loved us in Under Siege Two. We were so young and bright-eyed then. What episode so is green. this? What are we? What are we so at right green. now? Season Smitty? two, episode six. So that's twenty. Yes, I want to say something around there. Oh, yes. my God. We've watched almost 30 Seagal movies. We're almost oh halfway, God. folks. Do you guys feel us. like you've learned a keto out of any of these movies? Like, Do you feel like you could like take somebody down so like in some like variation of what you've seen? I could trip a guy, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like could I've mastered my like, Seagal posture and like how he holds his hands yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You could probably snap a limb <laughs> or two, Smitty. But yeah. You Did you steal we'll some? See. Have you stolen any licks from Steven's guitar work? Um, a couple. I don't know. I've seen some live videos. He's got some crazy crowds at some of those shows he plays. He's got shops, too. Steven, invite us into your band. We want to play in Bulgaria with you. Let's jam. Let's jam. So, yes, we start in space. We zoom into Detroit, I believe. Somewhere in Michigan. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere in a... 2029. America, 2029. Super futuristic for 2029. It's basically 1984, except it's 2029. Yeah, yeah, this does have (laughs) many, many 1984 elements. It also has some, like, fifth elements to it. Oh! (laughs) And, uh, you know... Minority Report. You're talking about they live, Smitty. It kind of has a lot of those things. It also totally reminded cool. me of like, um, like Running Man. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and like Running Man, but not necessarily like the running game show man, aspect, but just kind of like the way the world is at the moment. Mm-hmm. And also um, Total Recall as well with the kind of like Hunger the mind games. control stuff. Oh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games ish. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. With like when they're in the society with like all the like weird dressed up Victorian style people and things like that. Yeah. There's a little bit of that going it on. It was strange how much the surveillance state was incredibly capable at moments and then and very to- much not capable. <laughs> totally at inept at the same time. And also, you can still smoke in restaurants, apparently. <laughs> yeah. What's up with that? I didn't get that. But, um,. So, yes, there's a nuclear device that goes off in the credits. We don't know what exactly is happening, but we, we kind of get these fairly well done, I'd say, establishing computer-generated shots of sure. this giant yeah, city. The graphics were better on this than any other movie, I think. Where again, we learned that uh, the director is a good thing, and Steven Seagal is the director, and he's running the show, and we see him on the side of buildings. We also see newscasters, kind of state-sponsored news newscasters, um, on these giant TV screens saying... Happy Foundation yeah. Day or yeah. they're Federation Day. Federation Day celebration. But they are interrupted so. rudely mm-hmm. for like for a second by this like young no, he's not young, by this older, sorry, African gentleman <laughs> who's like, you know, we need to fight back and they're being controlled you're being controlled and our free will is taken and blah blah blah. Right. And then like immediately like like his thing gets cancelled and it goes back to the Federation. They're like, Oh, like excuse us, like we need you to know that that did not come from the state and like nothing we had nothing to do with that broadcast. 
That was like a, a pirate broadcast signal yeah. that the resistance exactly, exactly. took over the network yeah. for a little bit, right? So yeah. then we kind of cut to like two things going on simultaneously. One is this meeting of this guy who's like part of the resistance with two other people who I'm assuming are also part of this resistance in this back room where I thought it was really odd. They're already sitting in a circle talking to each other at a normal volume. And then like when they wanted to like plot, they like got off their chairs and got into a smaller circle <laughs> to talk. I was like, all right, that was really it's unnecessary. Table of men. Uh, <laughs> it was literally <laughs> they like got on the table. But at the same time that this is happening, you see this operative, like a poor man's George St. Pierre, mm -hmm. uh, getting ready with his guns and this and that. And he's like all suited up and he's going to this same place. He's having a cup of tea. Tea at a bar. Is he having a cup of? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was, it was okay. Tea. Yeah, it was nice. a cup of tea. My kind of guy. Um, and he and saw the newscast get interrupted by yeah. the revolutionaries. So this guy is an operative, and these operatives are basically, I guess, like what Jason you call brain, brainwashed. Yeah, like they they work for the for the Federation. They work for the director, and they they're are basically hitmen. Hitmen, they're above yes. the law. Yeah, they're out for justice for the. They are not the hard state. to kill. <laughs> they, are, they are not hard. Some to are kill. harder than <laughs> others. Some are <laughs> definitely not Cronus or this guy that got knocked out repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, the perfect weapon. Spoiler alert, guys. He keeps getting knocked out like <laughs> every single time he gets into Tap a fight. Tap him on the head with a dove's feather, and yeah. this man has to wake up yeah. in a bucket <laughs> of water. The worst, like this, is like one of the worst. Like movie cinema needs to change in the next like decade, where they need to figure out a different thing to do with bad guy. Like you can't keep knocking out the hero and then that like. Is such Taking them yeah. somewhere else, like nobody <laughs> would do that in real life. They'd knock you out and then shoot you and leave you there. Like there is also, also like so another terrible movie trope where the perfect weapon in this movie gets stuffed in the back of someone's car. Or he actually goes willingly into the trunk yeah, of someone's yeah, car with his girlfriend. He spoons his girl in the back not, of his car. Like okay, <laughs> not a perfect weapon no. level move. No. Um, so so our yeah, our dude's name is Axon, right? Axon. What's his last name again? It was it's something ridiculous. Ray, I think. Axon Ray. Yeah. No, no it's it, something ridiculous. Well, was Condor right. was his Con code name. Oh, I thought Condor. it was Axon Condor. Oh, Axon Condor. They should have just called him that. Yeah. Uh, so you so should yeah. lose your, your last name once does, you have a code. Does name. he just like charge into this place, right? Like. Yeah, so Tim Meadows, Richard Branson, and Kevin Teague are having their resistance <laughs> yeah. meeting. And I was, well, something that I found weird about this, this part was that usually in a dystopian one-world government future movie, the one-world government is definitely the bad guy. Yeah. But this movie really found a gray area quite a bit. But about those things, you know, that's what Seagal does. He pushes boundaries. You know, oh, it's because Seagal it's because I, is, is the director what, that they have to say. make him a good guy somehow. He makes you think. So, exactly. like, makes you think. At, you know? at the beginning, this team of resistance guys, including the dude uh, who had just been on the television, had taken over the airwaves, are kind of creeps, right? They're not. They aren't clearly the good guys. They're politicians who are kind of living in the lap of luxury as well. Right. You're because made to yeah, kind of dude, think that guy good. was like trying to like bang that one like chick and like being like put on all that makeup and come inside, you know, like while he was in the hot tub. It's like that's not yeah. a very like moralistic <laughs> thing to do. I mean, I guess if you pay for it and she's in the business, technically that's her job. But still, you don't have to be such a creep about it. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he's an indulging himself with a geisha. Yeah. Whereas what it appears to be the Tim Meadows revolutionary uh, yes. guy. <laughs> So what happens? This guy comes in and he immediately just bullets the first two dudes, just like headshot, headshot. Right. Yep. Um, and then so basically, this uh, the guy who the pro the what do you call it, the resistance guy who gave the broadcast. He's in this tub now, and he's telling this girl to like put on her makeup and get ready to fuck him. Basically, he's conveniently faced away from mm -hmm. all the action mm -hmm. and never turns <laughs> around yep. after his like four of his cronies die. 
just enjoying a hot. I mean, hey, you've you been know, there. You've had a soak so long that you. Dude, I've bubble bathed. You know, <laughs> it's great. It's it's a tough it's a tough thing to turn around. Well, the manor burns. Flav is in the bubble bath, yeah. enjoying himself. <laughs> I'm like, guys, somebody taking care of that. <laughs> Assassins are getting after all of us, and our black belt is in the bubble bath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. So this guy comes up. He's got two muffled sweet guns. I don't know what they're called because I don't. Our main man, the perfect weapon. Yeah. And he then he sees this chick. So he has his one gun pointed towards the back of this dude's head, one gun pointed to this girl. But then he starts, like, glitching out and seeing these Mm -hmm. images that, like, this chick used to look like his wife. She has different hair color, but, like, she used to look like what you think is his wife. Very similar to what was going on in last week's uh, Um, episode, Submerged. Submerged, right. Where they were having these visions of 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 their wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was was preventing them from doing the right thing. So he kind of freaks out for a second and like pauses, but then eventually, like after this guy like fails to give a you know like heartening enough speech, he still gets headshotted. There are a lot of heartening <laughs> speeches that are responded he to like, with blah, a, blah, a headshot. Blah, like, just go ahead. And do it. So he gets killed, but he doesn't shoot the girl and he leaves. Well, uh, what was strange also was that um, the geisha kind of takes off her makeup, and we think that she's not quite who she. Mm-hmm. Who who the um, revolutionary thought she was at least, mm-hmm. and she b- begins to draw some Slimer style ooze f- into a syringe. So she also has had a plot had a double, for yep. for her the man as well. Yep. Um. Yep. So perfect weapon shows up, fucking everything up. Always, as always. Come on, perfect weapon. Stop headshotting me. I liked how Perfect Weapon also did the uh, Boondock Saints move of holding his arms in a T yeah. when he had when he had two both guns and yeah. then the, the camera would spin around him. Ah, style points. What Gotta a cool give it guy. To style what a cool guy. I also had a theory about this movie that they began with quite a bit of money and then spent it all on the first half hour. <laughs> <laughs> and, then and then like, shit, what do we do now? Yeah, so it devolves from like this beautiful looking uh, futuristic cloud atlas joint into like cardboard wow, boxes it, and, and it, warehouses <laughs> and <laughs> like wow, in, insulation showing on everything. Well, that was one of the things that struck me. It did like right from the beginning. I thought it looked a lot better than some of the other Seagal movies we had, we had seen before in terms yeah. of visually. Yeah, definitely. Visually good on our, our director Titus Parr uh, for this one. Parr. And the music was pretty good too, yeah. I'd say. But eventually he gets, you know, he has to report back. And um, since we're since we're going to be introducing a couple new characters here, let's take it to one of our classics here. Smitty, hit that music. Huh? Oh, yeah. Hello. It is I, Keith B. David. Keith, what did you think about Raj's segue that he did just now? That, I don't know if he's ever introduced Keith B. David like that. It that was, was amazing. <laughs> it was Juilliard quality. Raj, we're so proud of you, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Hey, you know, I've been practicing a little bit. These segments, they're, they're classics now. Keith, will you sign this photo of you, this headshot of you for Raj? <laughs> no. <laughs> Keith, <laughs> what? Oh, come on. Keith, you've been living in our house in our mudroom for what seems like the past 25 years. Father Flavor keeps taking me in Othello. <laughs> You have to stop. Watch out for Father Flavor. He's. I need to charge for all my headshots. He's a little sneaky. Dude. All right, he's I'll do it for five bucks. <laughs> We've learned through these episodes, Smitty. I think Keith I'll has like a three. serious gambling problem. I'll do it for three. He loves playing the numbers. All right, a dollar. Will you do it for a song, Keith? No, I need money. <laughs> but your silver throat. It is true. Keith, you, maybe you should go into town and start singing silver for money. Silver bells. <laughs> Silver bells. Keith, I, I think you're late to set uh, to the set of uh, Green, <laughs> green Leaf. Oh, <laughs> sh- 
by Keith Bond. Only on the own network. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Did I just miss Keith? Did he sign my auto? Did he? Did he do it? Did he sign the picture I wanted? I believe you were you here were for here Keith. for some of that. <laughs> no man, I left when I got to look at that picture. Uh, all right, Smitty, who was your Keith David Memorial Non Segal MVP? That's for the film. <laughs> you always get that right, but somehow you get the flavors phase. You always get the. Hey, non- we'll see what happens later. <laughs> the Keith David non Seagal MVP well, Memorial. Like, wow. like I said, um, my early candidate <laughs> for MVP got taken out pretty early <laughs> on. Who was it? It was the. Uh, it was the old man. <laughs> it was the old. <laughs> it was the old man <laughs> in the uh, meeting room who was playing that uh, Asian stringed instrument. Oh, that's which right. that's which cool. uh, what's his face comes in and shoots him in the forehead. The perfect weapon. Yeah, yeah perfect weapon. Accent. So obviously, uh, Smitty, I, I really know. like knowing that if you see an old man in the first <laughs> scene of a cigar movie, you're filing <laughs> it away that he's your MVP. <laughs> oh gosh. So I, I'd say my actual MVP for this movie would probably have to be. Oh my good, so much happens. So much um, happens, but there really aren't that many characters. I think, I think it was probably going to be Abe. <laughs> Evil Abe, Abe Lincoln? Evil <laughs> Abe Lincoln. Who <laughs> does the Guantanamo Bay torture I scene? I don't even know what his character's name is, but he he has this really nasty torture scene. But I just enjoyed the way he uh, he gets capped off in the top of the head, just like our uh, <laughs> our president Our did. 16th yeah, president our 16th went the same president, way. Yeah. With the very old, fitting. The old John Wilkes Booth. But he's got, you know, he's got that really nice, like, chin strap beard thing mm. going on. He's, he's got like, like a red in the middle of his beard, and the rest of it is like black, right? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I think that's that was blood a little bit of it. Oh, I thought he just colored that in. Oh, really? To make it he look did have a slightly small. reddish beard. It was like say. a hybrid Mickey Rourke, Abe Lincoln. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, he yeah, I, I don't know. I th- I found him enjoyable, and his appearance just. He was a character who shows up just midway through, and it's like we're supposed to know who he was the whole time, kind right, of. In a right, right. And you're like, who the hell is this dude? And then is he like unveils a table of uh, like torture tools, oh. <laughs> and you're just like, oh shit, this guy means business. And he's filming it. Yeah, that was that was a tough scene. We we were squirming quite a bit during that one. Yeah. I think my my uh, MVP is yeah, kind of similar yours. to Evil Abe Lincoln, um, R.I.P. Because he shows up, he shows up, you know, like you son of a bitch style scene. Um, Cronus, Cronus, yeah. right, like, right, uh, right at the very end. I wonder if they filmed his scenes later because they were like, we need him to have a sidekick for thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah <laughs> a terrible sidekick. He becomes the perfect sidekick's weapon on kind of the the main end attack where he's going after Seagal's going into Seagal's compound. Yeah, I guess he helps a little bit. Yep, he kind of helps. He snipes yeah. like one guy. He's supposed to be another perfect weapon. Yes, he snipes one guy, and then Cronus, the African American <laughs> sidekick, then he dies. immediately dies by attacking a man on a roof. Yep. They fall off together, the roof they, together. He was not very good at fighting. <laughs> he was like, not good at fighting. Who's trading these perfect weapons? I don't they know. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. suck. All these people cannot fight. Oh, it's terrible. Except for my non-Segal MVP. Who's, Who you got? What was her name? What's the girl's name? Nina. Nina. Nina's Nina. my girl. Yeah, she can fight. Who is actually like somewhat Australian or was that British Australian or, or British? I don't even know, man. We're really good you at know my, telling the yeah, difference between Australian those. Yeah, my Australian-British is a total merge. <laughs> oh, I... Yeah, <laughs> I never meant to hurt you. <laughs> I never meant to double cross you. This is real. Yeah, this she is she turned out to be all sorts of. We don't ever really know what side she's on. She's on her own side, but she is a babe. Yeah, you loved her. This you were going chick insane. Is so hot. I was you like, you did oh. scream for him to shoot her in the head at the end. Yeah, that's <laughs> also true. You know, sometimes you love as hard as you hate, and that's how it happens with these MVPs or these movies. 
But yeah, she was mine. She had a lot more like plot to her than I thought originally, but um, she also is the driving force behind everything that's happening with this guy and like his motivations. Yeah, ex- explain and stuff. this like, this part of the story, Flav. Um, so essentially, like he's driven by like thinking that this chick has been taken from him, right? His wa- his wife, his girlfriend, his wife or girlfriend. We're talking Either about way. perfect weapon here, right? Yeah. But then when he sees this like lookalike <laughs> of her, that's why he glitches, right? So he sees this girl and he doesn't shoot her, and that's why the controller is just like, "You need to be reset because like you didn't follow complete directions." Um. So right, he doesn't shoot the geisha. Right. She looks like his wife. It might. It is his wife. I don't think they're fully married yet, but I think they're just. But like they had a relationship yeah. before yeah. the movie started. But we find yes. out very shortly after when again he's knocked out and taken into this thing for reprogramming. <laughs> he gets it on the head so much. It's great. That she's still alive and well, uh, and in a very odd s- save sequence and in a very odd rescue. Yeah, sequence. what was going on in this rescue? So he wakes up. Um, he's no supposed a, to be he, brainwashed, but it doesn't happen, and he wakes up and tries to get out of. He's this chained place. to this gurney, which he immediately breaks out of. Breaks no out one's of around room. him. How does he break out of the hand? There's maybe three people in this, in this entire state run. Didn't they you know, even say the first person he killed tells this lady to like set off an alarm? Yes, that's right. Minutes go by, no alarm is happening. <laughs> He's like wandering through this facility, just like very lackadaisically, just like looking into rooms. He kills like three opening people shutters, in the bathroom. Like you know, somebody yells at him and he closes the shutter to one room. He's like, nope, not that guy. Like he looks into another room and then sees this girl, his wife or right. his girlfriend. Oh, so alive, just like staring at a blank wall, and he's just like Nina, and the door opens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, well, Who like, did? Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> And they just like walk out. She's like, "Yeah, I'm still alive." And they just like walk out. He closes the. So he walks in. He sees his wife in this prison facility, yeah. this brainwashing prison facility, which had a really nice bathroom. Um, he's, and he's just walking. He through. says her name to open her prison door. Right. He walks in. He closes the door behind him. Yeah, I forgot about that. He closes it. Right. She says, "You came for me." He says, "Well, not really. This is just a really weird coincidence." Yeah. <laughs> and then they walk out together. And then they open the prison door and walk out. And then. After that, what? the alarm finally starts ringing, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it takes like five more minutes for anything to happen. Yeah, <laughs> there, it was it was very hard to predict what was what was happening th- this entire thing. It was just like was wait. that part of the twist? I think well, that was yeah, part later of the twist because you find out that yeah, because she because the control yeah. the controller did that basically. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 That, that's why we have, have we even mentioned while we're yet? in the, while we're in the Keith David Memorial Nonsegal MVP segment, we should probably mention the controller. The, oh, of course, the controller, played by poor man's Mickey Rourke. Yes, but he was the bad guy from Kindergarten Cop, which oh, you were very excited about. Yes, I was. I was like, that kind of looks like the bad guy from Kindergarten Cop, and it was. It's What's not the tuba. It's not a tuba. Um, Richard Tyson. Richard Tyson. He was pretty good. I thought he was actually. good. He, was he prob- might have he actually was, been the non-Segal MVP. You know what? He probably was. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Not, hey, come guys. To, you know what? Guys, come it's, on. It's not the sexy pick. <laughs> it's the not the sexy pick, but he's the fucking right. not as good looking as Nina. Solid numbers. So yeah. who is the controller? He's he's kind of perfect weapons overseer. Yeah, he's like the director's henchman. Right. Okay. Yes. The director's right Basically, he's man. the guy developing the perfect weapons for the director. He's a Rick Bannon to. Donald Trump, if you will. So he, oh God, <laughs> Rick Bannon. Rick Bannon. <laughs> so Steve, <whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Bannon. Uh, yeah, I like Rick. Yeah, that sounds like a '60s like Hanna Barbera su- superhero kind of character. Oh man, I haven't thought about <laughs> Hanna Barbera forever. Is that how you pronounce it, Barbera? Hanna Barbera. Yep. So like Hanna Barbera. No. No. Well, all right then, I've been saying that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make some phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning. So. 
Perfect Weapon early on has a meeting with the <laughs> controller, right? Yeah. In that smoky. That's when they were talking about resetting this dude when he's like escaping at the same time that they're talking about this, basically. Right. Okay. That's right. He he sends him to get reprogrammed. Yeah, and like Steven Seagal's like, you know, you're treating him like a son. I get it. I used to have one too, and like I killed him. Blah blah. blah. But he's like, no, I'm reprogramming. It's good. But he's not actually reprogramming. And we later find out. Right. Okay. That was very confusing. Uh, there are so many times in this movie where the bad guys, it just seems like yeah. should kill the perfect weapon because yeah. they have met their mercy. They keep hitting him over the head. It's sometimes then, unbelievable. <laughs> they keep hitting him over the head, and then then when he wakes up, there's always some like authority figure being like, "Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> let me explain up. to you what's happening <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. No. One thing though, uh, um, that we we forgot to mention, or I wanted to mention it, was the. Uh, during um, Perfect Weapon's escape, he uh, uses that cattle prod to that guy's mouth, and the guy's head explodes. Yeah. Oh, that was that, brutally that, violent. That, that I was, was like, awesome. is that really what Seagal thinks happens when you put a taser in someone's mouth? Like, that's not what happens. Yeah, so that that kind of like the fat henchman, the, the, yes, the yeah, dim yeah, guy yeah. of the Clockwork Orange crew, yep, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> are all attacking the Perfect Weapon one Pretty at cool. a time with these kind of walking cane Tasers? Yeah. yeah, they're like cattle prods or something like, I don't know. That's and Perfect Weapon is taking some serious punishment during this. He's already been stabbed, I think, yeah. twice maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. But there's some ultra-violence going on. Speaking of Clover Garner, some ultra-violence going stabs on. Stabs a guy through the eye with that huge piece of glass. Stabs a guy in the eye with a piece of glass. He stabs a guy through the chin, um, kind of hot fuzz style. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Timothy the Dalton. Through the out the uh, eye yeah. or whatever. Shout out to Timothy Dalton. Ah, oh, we love Bond Timothy number Dalton. one. Cheers. In my in my heart, yeah. <laughs> um, and then of course the the dim guy comes at him with the cattle prod, yep. and so Flav, what does he do? He kills him. How? <laughs> with the cattle prod. How? It's incredibly exciting. <laughs> Is it though? You didn't enjoy <laughs> that scene by shoving the cattle prod in his mouth until his face turned orange and exploded. Yeah, but, that, but we're saying that it's unrealistic, though, right? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Of okay. course. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I thought we started this off with that premise that that was the most unrealistic. If we're thing looking ever. for realism, I wouldn't have loved this movie as much <laughs> okay, as I did. Like right. a Perfect Weapon, 2016, one of the best late Seagal movies I've ever seen. It yeah. was so uh, incredibly was entertaining. It was okay. Great. But yeah, the guy being <laughs> his head exploding from the cattle prod to the mouth did not. No, no, it did. But I thought we had already given that away. It, so it I, wasn't like on a my I thought my dinner looking, with Andre I, like, level we of realism by for me. Saying, I thought we started by <laughs> saying he did that, so I was like, wait, we already gave that away. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Understanding Anyways. the beats of a podcast. Fucking yeah. <laughs> 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 asshole. How about Seagal's half Japanese, half New Orleans thing that he's got going on in this one? It's I don't understand it because at one point he's speaking Japanese to a Japanese chick, and then like right after that he's like. I don't know. He's he's using like a southern draw. Yeah, he's got this. He's like, did he say you hear? Like you know. He said you know, right? Yeah. He said you know. He's supposed to be this like bureaucratic automaton, big brother character. Like he's supposed to be Kim Jong Un, basically. But he's like this fun guy from New Orleans who's pretty understanding. At one point, like he tells the control, he's like, "Ain't gonna be the last one you hear." Like you know, like when they're talking about like people who are gonna come after him, he's like, "It wasn't the first train. I ain't gonna be the last one." You know, it's not exactly how I envisioned the New World Order looking. No. With, like, Boss Hog running the yeah. show. Well, you know, <laughs> dystopian futures can have many different types and, and shapes and, and feels to them. I'd, I'd like to kind of break these down. Smitty, let's take us to Flavors of the World, please. Flavors. Oh, many flavors. Many flavors. Chicken curry, chicken tikka, garlic paneer. Nope, not those flavors. <laughs> 
One day, one day maybe, but not today. Today can I get we're some garlic naan too. Oh yeah, you oh, can. God, does that come can. with rice? It doesn't. You got to choose either rice or not. Last time I went to Sheriff Punjab, the guy said, "Do you want it spicy or brown people spicy?" Did he actually say yeah. that? Oh man! Did you say brown people? And spice? I was like, he was, but he was said it in kind of a condescending way because he was a brown man, like yeah. like yourself. Sure. And he was like, "You want just spicy, white, yeah. you know, yeah. pale face." So did you just go spicy? I, yeah. I was said, it hot <laughs> enough though for you, or could you have handled I, hotter? I had it, and I, you know, it was it was hot. But at the end, I said, "I feel like I want to try brown people spicy." Yeah. But he's it, never asked it in that way. They're never though. gonna give you true brown people spicy, even if you say that, because they'll tell the cook it's a white guy saying brown people. Yeah, spicy. I would feel also <laughs> going also to a like restaurant using that phrase. <laughs> brown people spicy. I mean, if he if he gave you the layup for it, then you know you. you take it i guess listeners go to your nearest indian restaurant and order brown people spicy food let us know how it goes on like twitter shit in your food at seriously cigar but man yeah flavors of the world today i want to talk about dystopian future now the first question is dystopian is it all is it is that word necessarily i always feel like when when i hear dystopian i think of like broken down barren like book of eli you know um, what other uh, pair? Like Mad Max, the road, yeah, Mad Max, the okay, road. yeah, kind of a, a post-apocalyptic Armageddon situation. Yeah, where things where have just been completely destroyed. Has, kind of gone, gone, has been set back. Yeah, yeah, well. like you know, it's all like barren roadsides and wastelands and shit like that. But this is a very different kind of future. It's a very um, technology has boomed. Obviously, they have these cameras and these zippies going around, like camera people and whatever the fuck you call them. I call those drones zippies. Drones, zippies. Helicopters <laughs> are skippies and drones are zippies, guys. <laughs> Keep up with the lingo, listeners. So, yeah, they've got these zippies keeping an eye on people. They've got this, like, you know, the mind control machines and these fucking, like, the only thing that they don't have in this future is somebody to train martial arts because clearly <laughs> right. they, nobody can fight. Those arts are lost. <laughs> it's <laughs> interesting to me about dystopian futures or whatever you know just futures in general there's always every single movie that does it there's always like somebody that's managed to take over and like rise to the top I'm like mm-hmm. how how did this happen when all this shit was going down wars were breaking up people how did this one guy with this penciled in like hairline <laughs> decide that he was going to be the director and people were like yeah let's let's listen to this guy with like black ink on his head that yeah. makes a lot. That makes a lot of <laughs> this sense. This man must like, have the most sharpies. So yeah, so I always wonder that. You know, just like in in Mad Max, there's like the the guy who's in charge. In Book of Eli, there's that one dude who's in charge. I'm like, why does everyone just listen to? Like, couldn't you all just like rise up and be like, hey, five of us, do you want to just like kill this guy real quick? Well, I think the idea is well to in the Mad Max kind of universe, which this one's not really the mm-hmm. in the Mad uh, yeah in Mad Max technology has regressed. In this one, is more like Minority Report or like Blade Runner, where yeah, things have well, kind like of using progressed. It to it's not too far away from our world, but to see this in 2029, but it's like I think why? Would be silly. Why is it so hard to rise up against the director? Like, how has this become that like the director has so much control over all these different I factions? Sus- I suspect some of this fits into like Seagal's kind of somewhat right wing beliefs that he espouses sometimes. Yeah. Um, or, like conspiratorial stuff about like a new world order. Like I would, su- I would bet that Seagal was perhaps elected at some point. Yeah. In and this then future, just, like, became authoritarian. But he's yeah, and became authoritarian, or he's inherited it. Uh, probably he was the yeah. great man who rose up. And it's like, definitely interesting to me that all like most of the future worlds are like that, but. Um, we didn't get really to explore too much of this world. They didn't flesh it out so much as other movies. It was basically that one Times Square kind of scene. Yeah, I'm that okay we kept with that. At quite frankly, I'm okay with not exploring from perfect too much weapons of this. Of <laughs> it seemed like it wasn't really. Yeah, going. I was wondering. You know, when they were shooting the guns, it kind of looked like um, uh, you know, lasers, Star Wars style kind of laser gun kind of things. 
And they, I mean, the bad guys also had the shooting level of stormtroopers in this, oh which my was pretty God, embarrassing. They were terrible. They were so the moments, bad. it was just like uh, Nina just walking out in the open, and like literally, there's like a, a fucking like whole platoon of guys like shooting on. Dude, she was on the front her, of the truck, like, and yeah. there's like a firing squad. Like the truck doesn't have any bullets in it. She doesn't have any bullets in her. I'm like, what is happening? Like, are these just blanks? Because even then, she should get a couple like bruises on her body. Like, even if they're shooting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what the yeah, hell? At the like, end of the Nina or the prison escape slash Nina rescue scene, the the accidental Nina rescue yeah. scene. Um, perfect weapon is driving an ice cream truck it's around a, a parking garage, Absurd. and Nina is hanging onto it, swerving. Well, about five or six goons are shooting automatic laser weapons at her. Yeah, and they don't even hit the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Smitty, you want you want to hit the the cue for bad batter and bad. Oh and God, hit it! This this definitely need they deserve. One of these titles. Would you say they were the worst? I think they were the worstest. They have. They to were, be, yeah. Right? Worstest. I really want the ice cream truck to be going. Yeah, they were bad. The perfect weapon, you know, he was. Yeah, the perfect weapon wasn't even good, and he was defeating these schmucks. It was so weird. I was like, wow, okay, like. This guy's getting fucked up constantly, but somehow he's still being called the perfect weapon. And somehow people are still vested in keeping him alive. It's like, dude, just train somebody else better than just him. Like, why Why do we need this guy alive? He's not the perfect weapon. There's no value to having him alive. Yeah, he's the controller like keeps saying he's the best. Is he, though? No. Is like, he really? Yeah, it's like in Captain America Winter Soldier when they kept Bucky Barnes alive because he's actually really good at fighting Captain America. So if you brainwash him, it makes sense. This guy can't fight. You're just brainwashing. You're just dumping money into somebody useless. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I love know. Bucky Barnes, by the way. Yeah. Bucky yeah. Barnes would take out Perfect Weapon, right? Yo, yeah, anybody would take out. Like, <laughs> literally pick the pick. Dylan could take out Perfect Weapon with his bad back. <laughs> shout, shout out to Dylan. I hope your back is feeling okay. We're going to have you on the show sometime soon. And, yeah, you, you could take out Perfect Weapon with, like, a harsh word, I think. And I saw, you know, I feel like both Smitty and I started to see this happen in different ways. Um, throughout the movie. This actually was maybe the most amazing part of the whole watching experience <laughs> is that we were talking about how in the future people have lost the art of martial arts. What you, got, you guys have gleaned through doing Seriously Seagal is the art of Seagal films to the point where you, the two of you guys, Brown Man and Mr. Smitty, predicted every single beat of this movie down to individual lines. Like, I could have turned off the movie, I could have told you the title of Perfect Weapon and the characters, and you guys would have just, you could have played out the exact movie the entire way through. I've never seen it happen. Raj in particular was so freaking on fire. It was weird. Raj was on fire. It was weird today. So we have to send it to one of our most horrifying, ghoulish segments. The terrifying predictions of Nostra Smitty and Nugs Feratu. Smitty Thomas. God damn The horrifying predictions of Smitty Thomas and Nugs Feratu. Nina. <laughs> Nina. Nina. Um, All right, let's walk through it a little bit. Yeah, let's do R- it. Raj, you in particular just like said every si- every single thing that happened. Did, did you movie. write them down? Because I didn't. I have a, I have a couple of them. Okay. You, I I would say on a on a macro level on a macro level, you called that Seagal would find a way not to be the bad guy and not die because yeah. it, at a certain moment. You know, Perfect Weapon winds up with the Resistance. We knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfect Weapon's part of the Resistance. They're saying, go kill the dictator, the big bad guy, which is Seagal. Yeah. Um, he's got Nina with him. The controller has flipped. 
on the government yeah. and is with him. So pretty standard uh, revolutionary right, 1984 right. movie stuff. <laughs> um, go watch the movie Brazil if you want to see a better version of that. Um, or watch this movie. It was great. Um, but you called that even though it seems like Seagal has to die, that Seagal would find a way not to really die. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened. And, like, it, and it happened. And it happened. Um, he, in doing so, he kind of justifies a one-world totalitarian benevolent dictator government. He does. <laughs> he does. He makes a good argument which for it. Which is a little alarming. <laughs> which is a little... Which was a little scary. But on a line-to-line basis, yeah. okay, I mean, there are a lot of, like, classic, uh, I, I wouldn't even call them flaves faves because they were, th- they really. were just, like, such stock lines, but <laughs> yeah. you, you were really on top of those things. Um, the triumph, evil will always triumph. When good men fail to do things. To, <laughs> yes, when good exactly. men fail to do. Who was that by? Who was, Edw- was? Uh, Edmund Burke. Edmund Burke said that. He it was, was crazy because I don't know Irish, where I've heard. Yeah. I thought it was somebody different. I just know that's a famous line like, evil triumphs when good men do nothing or when good men fail to do something or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I, d- I didn't actually recognize who that was from when we actually looked it up. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know why I know that. That's in every movie. <laughs> yeah. Is it? <laughs> yes. It's a cl- classic okay. line. Um, when the controller says, you got to trust me on this. I was taught to trust no one. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Flav in the room is calling these things out before they happen, <laughs> yeah. and we're just going insane, and he gets so on fire. Okay, what what else did you call? There it? was also that one where um, um, uh, Perfect Weapon shows up in Nina's room, and she's like, you came to rescue me, and Raj goes, oh, no, I didn't. And he's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I was just joking, because I thought, how could this possibly you could say it? And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think my favorite one was uh, at when he was when he was going to shoot shoot the girl <laughs> yes. or not and he had a choice to make and i was just like really done with this girl <laughs> and she was like no you know she was just doing the classic like you know she's self-serving but she's pretending that she's not doing it for her she's doing it for love i was like somebody somebody shoot i was like don't don't let this happen shoot her <laughs> in the fucking head and then he, you're not to mvp <laughs> yeah and i was just like just shoot her in the fucking head don't let her get away with this and then for a second it looked like it wasn't gonna happen and then he was like too late <laughs> and he shoots her not in the head but through the neck yeah, yeah, I felt like brutal. she was. Yeah, she was crazy. too pretty. They didn't want to shoot her in there. Yeah, mean, yeah I, I'm okay with face. that. I'm okay with that. But Smitty was started coming up with some of his. Good I had ones a couple too. at this yeah. point. I I can't even remember what they we were. We were like, we were like, what would you call us? We were like the old Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant before. <laughs> yes, the you guys are like the Splash Brothers. <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, Splash Brothers <laughs> is good. Would you be Clay, Smitty? You're taller than me. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I think Smitty's I Clay, you're like Steph, and I'm I'm Draymond. Just you're just hitting people in dicks. Hitting people in the dicks and running my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like calling an accident. <laughs> Smitty, you called you called a couple things. You called like when Steven you you like we had a great like Nugs for Audrey Smitty Domus when you knew oh, that Seagal was going to be back somehow. At the end, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because basically uh, we haven't even like really explained the end yet. No, should we? Should we just yeah, say what happened? I mean, happened? it's like, just a bunch of triple. It's a double cross and then a triple cross. Yeah. Classic movie experience. But like, I, ba- like the controller is controlling things. Basically, he's been manipulating all these events that we've seen. Her escaping so easily. Her like doing all this stuff. Him not being brainwashed somehow the first time and the second time and the third time he's been caught. <laughs> it's right. actually because the controller <laughs> wants him to basically kill the dictator so the controller can take over so what he's done is he implanted these memories in his head of this wife girlfriend that he never had so this chick isn't actually involved with him ever she's total just, recall style yeah she's just some random she's just chick. some white chick 
but she fucks him <laughs> at some point during this movie. Twice. Oh, that was another thing I called when she like walked up behind him in the shower, and I was like, he's gonna turn around and like snap. Yeah, right the now. classic like <laughs> I've been trained so much that if somebody touches me, I need to grab their wrist and put it into a wrist <laughs> yeah. lock. Yeah. Well, he's naked in the shower <laughs> yeah. in his apartment with his girlfriend. So they bang, and then all of a sudden she's developed feelings for him. So you know. Supposedly, he's supposed to go kill the director, come back, and then the plan is that the controller and this chick are going to get rid of him and take over the universe together. Great. But obviously, that doesn't happen because another double cross happens where the chick decides to shoot the controller because she's like, oh, like, I didn't love you before. But like, she didn't say love, but she's like, you know, like implying that, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know before, but now I know you. So, like, that's why I killed. It's like, th so that's why I got so upset at this moment. I was like, Lee, you did not kill the controller for you. I was like, you recognize that this guy is about to kill both of you. So you're like, let me figure out how to save my hot ass, which I, you know, she's still hot. <laughs> But she's saving her own ass, and then she's like, oh, I did it for us. And, like, no, she didn't. So that's when he was just like, too late, and, like, shoots her in the head. That was unbelievable. Can, yeah. you, can we get the sizzling summary it's brought to you by oh, Applebee's oh, again? I just closed it out. Raj I'll put just, it in there. Raj just described the entire... Yeah. made my life complete. <laughs> this guy loves He's, those fajitas yeah, yeah, so much. he does, he does. I wish food... I guess I love Qdoba that much, like this guy loves fajitas. Pretty good. But, um, so yeah, it's a double cross, triple cross, but what what really happens at the end, and Smitty, take us through that. So, so, you, so during this time, you were like, I bet Seagal's still up there. Yeah, I was like, I bet Seagal's still up there, because he just... Because what's-his-face goes... Perfect oh, wait, I guess we perfect didn't talk about that. So Tell Perfect us what Weapon happened. goes back up, and he meets with Seagal, and kind of Seagal, they talk a little bit. Seagal then, beats the shit out of the Perfect yeah. Weapon yeah. first, yeah. knocks him out. And he's like pissed off at Seagal, because he's like, yo, you did this to me and my wife, and he's like... Truth is not truth. Perception is whatever, blah, blah. People's truths aren't. And he's like, what does that even mean? Which that was the one line that I agreed with this guy where I was like, what does that even mean? Like, truth is not truth. I'm like, what? He was like, fact isn't always fact. It's people's perception. I'm like, that is not right. Like, yeah. so he shows gravity them on is a fact. You can't. That's not, a, that's not an opinion. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. But he turns on this TV and he's like, let me show you a different person's truth or something. I was like. You are fake news. <laughs> like, it, was, it was honestly like there was a lot of weird, like you call this people, a lot of like weird Top parallels stuff, to like, yeah. yeah, it was kind of like him being like, here's a different truth. And like he puts on. So what does he see? It was uh, Nina and the controller talking. Basically, you, you find out about their like double cross plan and stuff like the that. The summary that and I just yeah, gave you was the, given, the summary yeah. basically. They lay it all out on the table for the audience and tell they us do what a exactly what's going. They do a summary brought to you by Applebee's. So this is when we realized for the first time that Seagal's found <laughs> so a way to not be the bad guy somehow. It's, it's so contrived. It's so brilliant, though. It was like, oh, my God, he's getting out. I, like, screwed. I was like, he's getting out of this. Like, I can't believe he's getting out of this. Like, I thought. But then, at the like, you know, he kind of gets up and he's like, no, nah, like, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to, like, do this or something, you know. And he stabs Seagal in like kind of the side with a very small gut, blade. With yeah, a small tiny blade. blade. And Seagal just kind of sits down, and it's clearly obvious that he has never practiced how to die before because he just kind of just breathes he heavy just, like, and like looks like he's falling over. asleep. Like yeah, he's just like kind of dozing off. <laughs> um, and we leave him there, and yeah, then we, we go see there. what's happening with this chicken. Blah, blah blah. So meanwhile, Smitty Damas. And then I was like, there's no way Seagal's got to still be up there. We never actually saw him die. And then basically it cuts, Cut up, to. It cuts <laughs> to his office, and he's sitting there just kind of chilling, bleeding out. When all of a sudden... Oh, my God. Biggest twist ever. Who wants to give it away? I don't want to brother take it walks in. But who is identical Stephen's brother? Twins! 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 Identical twin brother. Played by, of course, Sensei Steven Seagal. Not even that, though. They're Happy wearing birthday. the exact same thing. They're, they're wearing the exact yes. same thing. <laughs> they're, 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 nothing is different about the twins. It's literally the They're separate. wearing the same shades. <laughs> yeah. They're wearing the, they have the same <laughs> hairstyle. <laughs> it's crazy. It's two Seagal's finally sharing a scene. Does he? What? 
doesn't he say some quip about like him dying poorly or something? Yeah. He's like, oh, you you don't die. No, too I, much. I got you that in my life. Oh, you I'll, got I'll oh, say okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, good. Uh, but he he does come out and doesn't he say like my brother or like well, well what did he say? Well done, my brother. He says, "Yeah, you've done well, my brother. You've done well, the, my brother." The dying yeah. Seagal says, uh, "Give me a quick death." Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, no, I just meant the first part when he comes into like when he like. Yeah, but well, let's talk about yeah. what happens. The lead, the new Seagal, oh my God. goes and grabs a sword. <laughs> this like the sword that you see earlier that he, you know, like he was kind of hinting at in Seagal's Japanese style dystopian office, and he kills. He kills, kills his twin Seagal. He Seagal kills Seagal, and then he escapes. Setting yeah. up a sequel. Setting up yeah, a setting fucking <laughs> sequel. So the only way Seagal can die in a movie is one, if he's not really a bad guy in his view, and two, he if, kills himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Seagal can never be a bad guy in a movie. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly never not. Really he wasn't a bad, a bad guy in Clementine, really. He wasn't a bad guy here. Again, really? he was Kim like, Jong-un, but he was kind of a good guy. And an gave, honorable I mean, man. he offered that dude, he offered the perfect weapon a job as the new controller. He did. he did. He was like, I you know. can provide for your family. And the guy was like, I have no family. Yeah, which Smitty called. Yep. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that was another one. But yes, as Smitty said earlier, the only way Seagal can die is if Seagal <laughs> kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, it, it was, that was, I don't think any of us saw that coming in the last minute. We were like, oh, two Seagals? That was the biggest I was, surprise. I he was took crying to from the laughter level. Yeah, it at was, the end. It was amazing. It <laughs> Holy was amazing. shit. We shouted for joy. Um, speaking of shouting for joy, why don't we take it to one of our favorite segments? Yeah. To catch the best one-liners from this movie. Oh, shit. Let's hear from... Flames, Flames. Nice. I said it right this time. Go listen to any other episode. I say it wrong. <laughs> what are your faves, Flav? Oh, man. We didn't really have that many in this one, but the ones that I did, I liked. Perfect Weapon um, was a pretty terse guy. Yeah, he like. Did he have any expressions? He was not good, right? He was bad. He was not a good actor. He was, he was bad at fighting. He kept getting knocked out. He'd only yell. His one, his one facial expression was ancient pain. Yeah, of a <laughs> lost time. Yeah, he. It was just weird. If I was, I was like, a perfect weapon, I would have some fun with it. Um. I'm gonna give you a couple, no? and okay. then we're gonna save a segment. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna let Sensei give his own um little little speech in in one of his segments. But first, um, I had one from the very first Smitty's non Seagal MVP. Actually, one of the old guys that get <laughs> shot by the perfect weapon in the very first of the scene, and these three creeps are basically sitting in this room with the geishas, right? And they look at this one girl, and she's like, you know, she's hot or whatever. And like one of the older guys is like. An extraordinary woman. And this other guy's like, beauty is power. <laughs> and then the third guy's like, a woman's shape, smile, and eyes can cut right through a man. It's like, you were the <laughs> fucking creepiest three people. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so my God. So philosophical. Um, it's like Karl Marx and... Uh, <laughs> and then one of them Engels is pretty funny. Out. It's by Seagal when he is first meeting uh, the perfect weapon. And the perfect weapon wants to kill Seagal. But, but Seagal is so cash about this. He looks at um, the perfect weapon. He goes, the world is a cold place. Come on in. Sit down and warm yourself up. Like, <laughs> all right. See, he's a nice guy. It's like mixing figurative <laughs> and literal there. But all right. And then the last liner that I had that's a little bit longer than liner was from Seagal. And it was um, said to his brother, Seagal. So yeah. this is from Seagal to Seagal <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> So I'm going to start by being the Seagal that is still going to live. And he goes, you can judge a whole man's life by his last breath. 
You live with honor, and you die with honor. And that's exactly what you did, brother. And then his brother goes, give me an honorable death. And then he gets <laughs> shanked. And then his brother, while he's dying, is like, avenge me, brother. It's <laughs> great. I was like, all right. Do you, do you remember the movie Kill Switch that we did? Some uh, it was like episode sixteen of season sure. one, something like that. The beginning of that movie was we learned about Seagal's, you know, classic mysterious dark past. Yeah, was that he had seen his twin brother killed at a birthday party when he was ten years oh, old. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. What if right. these guys oh. are the guys from? Oh, that he survived. He survived. He survived. It just blew my mind. It is the future. <laughs> <laughs> they run the oh world. Oh my god, that would be pretty crazy. But um, probably the best, best, oh maybe not, it's not a one-liner, obviously, but the best phrase or the best, um, whatever you'd call it, little spiel of the movie comes from Sensei, and he's talking to this lovely lady who may or may not be alive, because I don't really see her body going up and down. No, it's this geisha breathing. girl. Yes. Yeah, but she's, like, turned on her back. and like. Well, she's so relaxed. I guess so. <laughs> because Seagal's giving <laughs> because her a massage. Yeah, exactly. And so, this, is, this is Steven definitely improvising about something he knows about in real life. Yes, He's 100%. just naming things that have All to right, do with so massage. Smitty, it's awesome. Let, let's hit the segment. Let's let our listeners hear for themselves. Okay, here we go. So learning and studying acupuncture, herbology, massage, every meridian in your body is an organ. Everything is corrected. Everything is connected to your nervous system. Everything is connected to your brain, all your vital organs. Spine has all of the nerves coming into all of the organs. <laughs> what a so creep. Massage, kidney, liver, heart, spleen, everything. This is what I need to teach you so that you can do the same to me. You understand? Like, what? <laughs> I love That's how... so strange. The, the music I- implies that he is like pure evil, sa- yeah. sa- Satan incarnate. Yeah, yeah. But he's just dispensing helpful <laughs> new age. Yeah. I feel like that was like, they were rolling and that was just like, he, he thought the cameras weren't rolling yeah. and that was him trying to like mac on that <laughs> naked oh actress my God, laying in dude, bed. That would be so That's fucking disappointing. very <laughs> likely. And then they just kept it because they're like, this is way better this, than yeah, what yeah, we yeah, had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that the his geisha and the Bulgarian resistance girl the kind of like Eastern European girl in the resistance. Oh who, yes, yes. Who's yeah. always like, "Welcome to the," re- who says, yeah, welcome, "Welcome to the resistance," which is something you called in the oh, movie. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I think Seagal right. definitely <laughs> met those girls on Instagram and was like, "Oh, probably." You know I mean? this, this picture I'm doing is called Perfect yeah, Weapon. Yeah, exactly. And the producers are like, "Mr. Seagal, this is not how this works." Yeah. <laughs> I am a producer. Um, so getting a massage from Steven Seagal would be a very luxurious and comfortable thing. Yeah, oh, those but hands, strong hands. The opposite of that was something we got to talk about, which was the torture scene in this movie. Oh boy! Oh, yeah, that was pretty gross. Teeth or toenails? Yeah, that's what we we, we were talking about Teeth it while well watching the movie. We're uh, it. Perfect Weapon is being tortured by Evil Abe Lincoln. We talked about it earlier. Evil Abe is filming this to show some kendo stick wielding other perfect weapons. That this is what you'll have. What will happen to you if you cross the state? Yep. He uh, yep. and this this might get graphic for some of our listeners, but he he uh, uses some pliers to take off Perfect Weapon's toenail. Yeah, which is oh. interesting because usually when he, when he first said he was gonna do something with the nails, I thought it was where you like insert like you know stakes in between your fingernails. Oh. That's usually the classic oh, form of torture. Right. I've never seen somebody ripping off a nail before oh. though. So you're killing me. <laughs> Actually, I, I was gonna try that with you later today, but oh really? Do you actually want to bring it to that segment right now? 
I mean, I guess we could. Do you want to talk about some torture techniques? Sure. Ooh. <laughs> this is a it? little a little bit different. We're taking it down to Guantanamo Bay hey. to talk some neeks with the brown man. All day, oh, baby. Get back in your cell. <laughs> it's Guantanamo Bay, run by Australians. <laughs> um, yeah, man, the neeks here were all about torture, to be quite honest, because nobody else knew how to fight, so there really were no It was like neeks. an Eli Roth movie for a good solid 15 minutes here. Yeah, so he has him chained, or he has him, you know, tied up. He had. Did we see the cl- did we see the classic? Usually there is a, like a little bit of a you know you open up your tool kit and you see oh, all he did the that. Di- yeah so you oh, see yeah. all the different weapons and and instruments as they like to call them Evil available Abe. to you and they're all super grimy. Yeah, and so he picks the pliers for this one, but you know, like I said, I would have went with the steak. It was interesting that he decided to um, do a couple of the hardest ones. He did a t- did a toenail first, and then he decided to pull a tooth, and I was like, okay. And he went from that, though, to trying to cut off a penis with a razor blade. Oh. Yeah, like, he busted oh, out the razor, ran it along his tongue. Evil Abe did. Yeah, it was a little bit. I was like, all right, you're not supposed and to. And then had all these torture. things about manhood and talking about the taking Nina and stuff. It was very e- in a m- emasculating kind of uh, situation yeah, for perfect but, weapon um, to find himself You in. know, if you really want to shout out to the torture, uh, I'd say Hall of Fame almost. <laughs> You would have to do <laughs> Sir Ramsey Bolton um, oh, yeah. oh, God. from fucking Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones. What he did over several episodes to Theon was like, that was probably made me more uncomfortable than any other torture scenes I've seen. I was, I was like really uncomfortable during those Game yeah, of Thrones ones. Bad. I was like, this is fucked up. Sometimes uh, a TV show like Game of Thrones or a movie like this, I think they go a little too far. Like with they should imply it but stuff. not show it. It's kind of, yeah, it's it's kind of pornographic with the, the torture torture porn scenes a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you know what it, it, yeah. this i thought went a little bit i was having fun a lot in this movie and it was bright and colorful Question for and you then exciting and for our listeners what did you think of casino royale's torture scene where when he was captured towards the end of the movie daniel craig he flips his thing over right and he's like oh, yeah. tied to the chair and they're like whipping the underneath of his seat that's cut off so his balls are getting hit by is the that rope. casino royale yeah i thought that was the one with anton chigur isn't that no, Skyfall. Skyfall. It's the Casino Royale where they're whipping the underneath of him. Remember, and he's ball because that's yeah. when like he escapes later when Some he's the best ball for torture. Yeah. He's like in that wheelchair, right? Like remember and like I when he's getting the code to the. Do you remember the together. Pierce? What Pierce Brosnan Bond was it? Where the good go- the ghost from Ghost who helps help the ghost, <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Oh, uh, um, that dude. Um, yeah. The guy who's also in One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest. Do you know yeah. that dude with the yeah, strange, the weird like, face. melty face? Yeah. Um, where he. <laughs> he busts out the torture kit on Pierce Brosnan, your boy, Melty your best face. friend. Shit, which one was that one? With <laughs> Listeners, hit us up. What yeah. Bond movies are we talking yeah, about? I we don't, don't fucking know. <laughs> this isn't a James What's Bond happened? podcast. This is goddamn well, serious. Yeah. Call, yo. Well, just our James. We'll, we'll get there one day. Just James. Hit us up. Podcast. Uh, <laughs> just James. But guys, sorry, I have to ask you this. Teeth or toenails? Teeth Ooh, or toenails? It comes down to it. Coming down to it. What would you do? Or toenails. I'd go teeth. Oh my God, I don't know toenails for sure. Dude. You go you toenails? Go toenails, dude. I, I go teeth. I go really? teeth, Smitty. Oh, toenails are so bad. Here's what I think. Oh, Having man. a tooth removed is something that happens to all of us when we get our wisdom teeth out. <laughs> okay? True. And having a toenail sh- removed should never, ever happen to you in your life. Yeah, but just, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, I feel like my memory toenail being tortured back. with, with to- toenails tooth Toenails going to come back. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> but even if your tooth doesn't come back, it's going to hurt. Oh, it's either one. Listeners, hit us up. Teeth or toenails, guys? At, at Serious Hashtag teeth. Remove. Hashtag here's, team teeth. Hashtag yeah. team toenails. <laughs> here's, here's one. 
Would you rather have your brains, your brains bashed in, or your balls bashed in? Oh my God! Brains. Let's take it <laughs> to one of our favorite segments. <laughs> you don't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Snapping with Mister Smitty. <laughs> brains or balls? Let's sleep any more. Oh, what's happening? Oh, what? Uh, what? And what's Skippy's. What's happening with Smitty? With Mister Smitty. All right. So in this segment, we count limb snaps and helicopters, otherwise known as skippies. <laughs> Should we start doing drones, also known as zippies? As zippies? <laughs> well, man, I don't know if I could snaps count the amount of zippies. Mr. Smith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so over uh, over under, as you guys four know, and four and a half yep. is our line. As always. Um, so today we did not have too. There wasn't too too much action in Snap and Skippy Land. Yeah, they did not know um, how to fight well enough for snaps. There, there was were a lot one, of fights, but there, there were a lot of fights, not many snaps. So the only snap that actually happened, we had one snap today, was when um, they were infiltrating the director's building at the end, and they had the assault mm-hmm. there. Um, I believe our perfect weapon gives one of those uh, uh, guards a, a nice neck yeah. snap. Yeah, during that sequence. Um, so we that was our really only. Excited. That was our only snap. Do you think um, Cronus well placed, got though. snapped when he fell off the building? Like his bones probably no, shattered. It, no, it, it looked like I don't know. He got, like stabbed or like his head hit the concrete oh, okay. or something. It was like Cronus a lot of blood. Yeah, he, he was the Cronus dumbest. Was like I'm coming to your he aid to help you out. Like, yeah. And what what and, other and it, things oh, we have? And at the very end, we who do we see riding off into the sunset <laughs> on a skippy? <laughs> None other than Twin Seagal. <laughs> Twin Seagal. <laughs> so we had one snap, one skippy. No goose eggs, but nope. we hit the under. Okay. Um, but, okay. you know, I, they definitely weren't overused, but just the right amount. Yeah, it was good. I mean... Could g- always go for more. Maybe they're saving them for the sequel that they set up. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> In a movie that had as many Seagals as snaps and skippies, <laughs> I actually feel pretty good yes, right? that that number isn't one. <laughs> yeah. Hit the music. Two Seagals. <laughs> oh! Two cigars. Two cigars. Dos. You've done well, my brother. One, two, two, three, four. Ah, What's that? What's that? Lord have mercy. (laughs) We meant to spit it. Just two today. Dos. Snap me, Spitty. Come snap me, Spitty. Steven, come on the podcast. Hashtag kill us on film. Kill I can't wait to be killed us on film. On film. Where would you want to get snapped if you got if it was like like if the snap meant that you were gonna die, would you have spine or would you have neck? Okay. Well, I've gone on record saying both that I want to get a bane on Batman style. That is true. You spine have spine snap from <laughs> Seagal, but have. I've also said that I want him to tear off my head and piss down my throat, which he has thrown <laughs> oh, in okay. a couple of movies. Okay. So I'm not. Sh- I, I'm not sure wh- how I stand on that one. I would want to get my spine snap. I would want him to do like a like a Bruce Lee one man punch in the back of my spine, and I'm like paralyzed <laughs> both ways, not just from the spine down. Like it. Like. But you're like, also dead. You said. Uh, as a, as a, Part That's what I'm saying. I'm okay. pra- like I just get paralyzed, but like I just get can, like. Can mine killed. be not spine or neck? Well, how would you die from getting killed? You I want. I other? want. Yeah, yeah. I want my both of my legs snapped backwards from where the oh. knees are, oh, shit. and then <laughs> also my <laughs> arms as well. 
Well, that kind of directions. inadvertently happened in this movie when that chick Nina yeah. like front kicked that guy oh, and like yeah. hyperextended her knee in the she process. She did something weird there. I was like, wow, that's like an extra intricate thing to add to this movie that doesn't need it. Like, oh, my knee's now hurt. It's like, okay, what does that do for the rest of the movie? Like, they nothing. didn't even mention that again. Yeah, after like, that, what did that too? do it for was, anybody? Or There's no point. Right. Yeah, she got shot in the knee. No, she like no, kicked somebody in the like face and like hyperextended her knee. What? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. That was one Ross of the other made a I comment called. on it, and then when she was in the car, she was like, "Ah, oh, my knee." And then all of a sudden, like the next that scene, was she's another Nugs for Atu. I knew that, that knee. Was I was like, that wasn't a good front kick. I was like, that knee has to have gotten hurt. Oh man. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of this movie made no sense. We've kind of gone through like, so it's a, an escape film. It's a brainwashing movie that turns yeah. into an I've joined the resistance movie, which turns into Mission Impossible when he has to break into uh, Seagal's fortress, which turns into Freaky Friday at the end, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or not Freaky, freaky Friday? No, with no, the Freaky the Friday stinger <laughs> no. cherry on top. Uh, um, or parent I did, trap. I did like I mean. when they had that like Star <laughs> yeah. Wars, like we're uh, about to go on a mission. They had the hologram yeah, of they, Seagal's yep. uh, compound or mansion or whatever, his skyscraper, really, whatever you want to call it. I wonder if they had like if they mentioned all the LED oh. lights and rice paper that yeah. was <laughs> in his in his little and fortress. The, the koi one, ponds and Asian gardens. The one room that he filmed in. Do you, is there anything else that we, we haven't said about the end that we should probably mention before uh, we uh, throw on some sunscreen? And what about uh, the Scarface style uh, Tony Montana come at me bro moment that he had the, the oh, perfect weapon perfect had, weapon where he's like he kills Seagal oh, yeah, he thinks he, he kills Seagal and he comes out and all those guards are there and he just like puts up his hands and he's like freedom yeah and then like yeah. from the back like the non-inept people are like getting slashed by these other I guess operatives who know how to fight more the than resistance. he does and Cronus does it's the resistance and he gets saved right Right, right, right. He does. Which why there's a sequel that's set up because these people apparently are saved, and now there's a huge resistance army. Plus, Seagal is now still up. Seagal there, so, is back. You know, yeah, he's still there. Somehow they take <laughs> over like their media outlets and immediately put out like "We Are Free" too. Yeah, like, how the, do they the, figure the, out how to program this? The revolution <laughs> happening yeah. element of this, yeah, happened in 30 seconds. It was so quick. He stabs Seagal. He runs out. He takes. <laughs> everybody's about to shoot him. All the stormtroopers. He slowly starts taking off his clothes. Yeah. Shoot him, shoot him, shoot him at any point. Could have shot him at any point. <laughs> he does his Christ-like, um, and again, there was like a J.J. Abrams-like lens flare on him as, <laughs> as him in a, the perfect weapon in his white shirt raises his arms out saying, shoot me, you guys, please come on. Yeah. <laughs> And then, right, the resistance guys what, come after. What's it, great at the end, though, once like the, his face starts showing up on all the like all the, like the billboards and the propaganda, yeah. saying like you know it's the resistance, you know we're free yeah. now. The uh, that the the chick leader from the resistance, she goes, uh, "We have a new symbol of hope." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, "That dude, come this on. guy <laughs> who can't <laughs> talk or fight." Yeah. Oh my god. And uh, the graphics department from like ugh. the the headquarters of the state was very ready with the oh yeah they had the resistance has happened go. we are all free now. <laughs> <coughs> um, so that happened pretty beautifully. I would I would say <sighs> to let our listeners if they really want to see a movie about a perfect weapon, uh, go watch Hitman Agent Forty Seven, the new one that came out like three years ago, four years ago. But you like this one, right? Would you recommend Perfect Weapon Twenty Sixteen? I think aside from um, him, it was really fun. I would. I would recommend it if you've got a couple bros to hang out and watch it with and ma- like be able to make fun of it as you go along. But if you're just sitting there by yourself watching it, I don't know. What I do you think, Spinny? I would recommend it. I was At the end, I was in tears of laughter. <laughs> yes, you were <laughs> at crying. The, at the last twist, I was just a mess on Is the Is this couch. the only Seagal <laughs> movie you've cried during? I, th- I think so, yeah. It, I Not cried Clementine. during movies <laughs> easily, but this is the only Seagal uh, movie. You didn't uh, cry during Clementine? <laughs> 
No. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else cried during Clementine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were taking care of it for me. Yeah. So this movie ends bonkers, but there's many other ways that it could have ended. Why don't we finally put on that zinc oxide choo and choo. head over to the island? Been waiting on this damn train. Of alternate endings, brother. The island of alternate endings. Welcome back, my brothers. How have you been? I've been doing great, Screwface. Screwface, This was a you? crazy movie, man. Talk about twins. Me and my twin Screwface were like, oh my goodness, another cigar. You know about twins. I do, man, but this was crazy. <laughs> yeah, they kind of stole your bit from Marked for Death yeah, with the did. twist ending of having twins. This was brother on brother crime. Yeah. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> well, I guess um, for my Island of Alternate Endings ending, I would actually like to see a, a scenario where the one-inch wound to Seagal 1 heals up very nicely. Okay. Um, and he and Seagal 2 start a, a, a cocaine ring for, out of Jamaica. Oh, shit. <laughs> and they, they basically just do marked for death. <laughs> With two of them uh, uh, seeming to have to be one mobster who has six legs and 12 heads. Four and eyes are better than six legs are better than two brains. He has 30 goddamn <laughs> dicks, brother. <laughs> um, interesting. Actually, m- my main idea for uh, this, <laughs> my alternate ending, I want to hop back on the train, if you could, Smitty. Yeah. Because I want to take it to the peninsula of possible prologues. Oh, shit. I've never been The peninsula of possible prologues. I would like to see something before this movie started. Okay. <laughs> um, basically, I'm, I'm thinking of an HGTV show. Where Seagal <laughs> one and Seagal two uh, come to your house and they they show some before shots and and you're like you know it's like Smitty like wearing his jersey oh I see where you're and going and he's like this. you know I don't care too much about uh yep. you know decorating <laughs> or nothing I never went to, and like Smitty's girlfriend being like we just need to fix this place up thanks for coming in Seagals and this the, old house <laughs> yeah it's like this old house <laughs> yep where they it's re- like the property brothers like Seagal and Seagal redesign your house and all they do. <laughs> Is put in LED lights <laughs> on every corner, and, rice and then pa- rice paper shades in front and, of them, and maybe like a massage table, and like a massage <laughs> table, and maybe like some huge ottomans, just giant ottomans okay, in okay, the middle of the room okay. that they ottomans. to lounge on. No, no shoes allowed. No shoes. Prayer beads, tarot cards, joss sticks, of course. <laughs> no, oh, to say joss sticks. <laughs> throwback, listeners, throwback. And they then they marked for death style, uh, kill a rabbit or whatever. What was it in marked for death? <laughs> I think it was a, a chicken. rabbit chicken. It was a chicken. Yeah, it was yeah. a chicken. Was a chicken. chicken. Yeah, to, just chicken. to get you. <laughs> that's like the, like, after they show you the place, and they're like, we heard you like Jostics, so we got you Jostics. <laughs> they get you a chicken. And they you get you a chicken, and, and you and your lady <laughs> <laughs> kill the chicken to bless the new the new place. Uh, so that's my peninsula of pros- possible prologue. Dang, man. Oh, this dude, is an interesting place. I've never been on the peninsula before. Can we go back to the island? You want to go back island? to the island? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if I have a prologue. <laughs> Welcome back to the island of alternate endings. You know, you know one of one of the screw faces could take over the peninsula, and the other one could be on the island. No, no brother, we <laughs> stick together. <laughs> That's right. Oh, okay, all right. Sorry, um, but I do have an alternate kind of a mi- middle that ties into the end. Um, it, more like three quarters towards the way, we see um, our guy, the perfect weapon. I hate calling him that. PW, just call him PW. Axon, Axon. Axon. We see Axon Condor. Condor. <laughs> We see our boy, and he is hooking up with this chick before they're supposed to go with his girl Nina before he knows that she got double-crossed and this and that. Um, 
he's on the couch with her, just like hanging out and banging. And he's supposed to be like infiltrating Seagal's um, thing pretty soon, right? Like, and hey, we, infiltrate we, my thing. And um, we we were commenting that he was supposed to meet the. Uh, controller at this designated point so that he could right. then get to the and <laughs> yeah. i thought it would be funny if he in the process of taking a shower and hooking up with this chick and stuff he was just like so relaxed that he like takes a nap with this girl he wakes up like you know like hours later after they're supposed to meet he's like yeah <laughs> what, what time is it babe she's like it's 5 a.m he's like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> so, so he rushes over he's like babe i gotta go he rushes over everybody's dead there controller is dead <laughs> everyone's been killed and yeah, then the movie plays out as is. He still mm-hmm. goes up Classic. to like try and f- and and fight the director, um, but when he goes up, obviously the director has known about this plan the entire time. Plays the movie for him. He sees that this chick is dead, um, and goes back and obviously headshots her. But this time <laughs> he decides because he's so broken after making sweet sweet love and such that he decides to take up the position of controller, regardless. Okay. Then, few weeks go by, he kills Seagal one, the oh, original shit. director, uh-huh. right by some sort of like betrayal or something like that. Um, a few weeks later, and takes over as dictator. Director. What do you call it? Director, and it's now his face along the buildings or something. Q, like oh, a few weeks later, oh, I like this. He's sitting in his in his. Penthouse, Another right? He's few changed. Weeks the, later. He's changed the LED lights. You know, it's a normal place now. Mm-hmm. There's like this. There's a script playing, just like in the beginning of this movie. We're like, this is the state, and it's controlled by blah blah. And we're looking out for your interests. And then like, it's like the broadcast is interrupted. Seagal <gasps> two. Oh no! Oh, you think shit. this is over? It's only beginning. Cue the credits. Sets up for a sequel. And like you just see like the expressionless, like perfect weapon slash dictator just sitting there, like again failing to give us any emotion. I like that, dude. If it was a better movie, he would be like gasped or like look like shocked, but he's he's just sitting there like motionless. But Seagal's like, this is just beginning. So you're imagining it not being a high quality movie, your alternative. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still, you know, I'm keeping it realistic. (laughs) That's why he had to accept the perfect, he had to accept the controllership position because he couldn't kill him right away. He had to wait for time to go by when he could stab him, like, secretly because he's not good enough to beat I do like movies that end with two short scenes that (laughs) that have the subtitle a few weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the end of The Return of the King. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, you just got to give him a little time to plot his thing. I hate when people are like, I'm going to go do this. And then they wait forever to like do their betrayal. I'm like, how long have like you two like two weeks late? I mean, no. I mean, <laughs> if I was like, if I was like infiltrate, I'd try to get the first time that I could. I would try to do it. And so I assume this guy's so up that it'd take him a couple weeks to get to that mm-hmm. point because he would just never get Seagal to turn his back on him. He'd be like, what are you, what are you doing back there? He's like, I uh, okay. Uh, like, what? You're more of a Brutus <laughs> guy walking, than a John walking, Wilkes Booth. Stop walking back yeah. there, Smitty. What was your alternate ending? All right, so. The movie is pretty much exactly the same up till the ending. So, <clears throat> um, what's his face? Condor stabs our Seagal, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Seagal's left upstairs. We cut back upstairs to him, like, kind of bleeding out where Twin Seagal comes in. But this time, Twin Seagal <laughs> offers him a plan or a deal. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up saving his life with that little, you know, that little machine that we saw Nina tending to. Oh, the electric toothbrush yeah, cauterizer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he uses that on Seagal One. So both Seagals are fine right now. <laughs> okay. And they're teaming up together. They get in the skippy oh, together, awesome. right? And when what's his face is like outside, like perfect weapon, about to leave, 
they come in and just totally mow down all the resistance. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. But the deal was that the new Seagal wanted to like free everyone from the uh, powers of the, the dictator. He wasn't like... He didn't. He does. He doesn't like the whole dictatorship. Okay, and so they like disagree. That. Or the they're, director. The director. Sorry. They're akin in every way, physically, but in terms right, of their terms ideas. Of ideas but they yeah. still mowed down the resistance, regardless. <laughs> yes, yes, of course, because because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> listen, because New Seagal wants to take over himself. He doesn't want any any of the credit to go to anyone else. Oh. So he mows down the resistance, and then just changes stuff himself, and be, becomes the new leader and symbol of hope. Okay. Okay. And and they, and Seagal one, Seagal one is now the uh, what's the other guy? The controller. They should have the, a scene where they're tearing down photos and, and posters of their old leader and putting up, put new up new posters the new of their new leader, who's the exact same guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that movie should be called Big Brothers. <laughs> Okay, so that's uh, several ways how this movie, Perfect Weapon 2016, could have ended. Again, I like this one a lot. I thought it was one of the better ones of recent Seagal. What are we doing next week, Brown Man? Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. Well, maybe first we should mention our sponsors, of course. Coke, Pepsi, Applebee's. Telefunken microphones. Scent of Action Cologne. Polar Seltzers. Steven Seagal's Color Forms. Uh, PRS Guitars. Did we do Qdoba? Of course, Qdoba. Uh, Diet Pepsi. <laughs> Diet Pepsi as well as Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, P. Bear and the Brown Man's mail order friendship yeah. classes. <laughs> and we're forgetting somebody. Mazda. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mazda. The OWN Network. Yeah. Only the on own the network. OWN Network. Thanks to Netflix who provided the movie yes, today, thank which you. was yes. really nice. There's a bunch of Seagals on there. You can actually catch up on some of our old episodes because I believe, uh, what, they have... Um, sniper. We haven't done sniper special ops, but they have a uh, bunch of kind of recent ones that we've conviction. done. Maximum they conviction. Have, um, killing Sa- is killing Salazar up there. I, Code no? of Aging Honor. connection. Code Aging of Honor. Code, Code of, of Honor. Honor. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. So we're going to go back next week. Oh. Ten years. Ooh. Oh, this is P Bear's favorite. This is time. my favorite cigar. It, it is your favorite era. We're gonna go <laughs> back to 2006. Direct to DVD. We're gonna be Agent Jack. Foster. <laughs> yes, Jack. Also known as... Haven't we done this one? And in, starring in and known as The Shadow Man. Ooh. The Shadow Man. I didn't even know there was one called The Shadow Man. I didn't that's know that either. Jack Foster sounds from familiar, though. Well, that's because he's been named Jack a lot. He's been Jack it's Miller. Jack. He's been Jake Hopper. He's <laughs> been <laughs> Jack, Jack Taggart. Jack, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack yeah, Jason Jack. No, but this one, yeah, this is... Did he have a name in today's movie? Was he just the director? The director. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't think he had a name in today's movie. Well, so please go check out Shadow Man. And again, yeah, catch up with some of these movies in our podcast on Netflix. Today has been the perfect weapon. We are the Seagal Bros. This is P-Bear. Brown Man. And Mr. Smitty. And this is Seriously Seagal. In a top-secret laboratory, the world's deadliest biological weapon... It's a virus. It causes the exposed to die within six months to a year. ...has just been developed. Even they are scared of it. For Special Agent Jack Sloan, his only job... If the wrong person gets it, what then? ...was to keep it safe. A lot of people will die. But now... Somebody's got my daughter. They've made it personal. Life is always a trade-off. I got something they want. They got something I want. Give me the item or never see your daughter again. I think you're making a very big mistake. 
I'm done talking. No trust. You're not like that. I'm a little bit like that, but much, much worse. No deals. Saudis just up the price. They'll pay 40 million. May I have the item, please? That kind of manipulation makes me very angry. No mercy. Where's my daughter? It ain't over. Shadow Man. You sure you know what you're doing? No, not at all, but that's never stopped me in the past.